Hello, my name's Sam Taylor and I'm here with Tim McCaw and we're talking to Sarah Harris and Ben Cook um, who are writers and Sarah, you're the creator, co-creator co of um, Sarah and Duck, um, which is an animated TV series on CBeebies. Yes. Um, how long have you been doing it for? Uh, I've been doing it since about March 2000, I think it's 2008. Wow, that's yeah. ages. That's almost six years. The The very beginning of it was then. Um, I mean, we, we've been in production on it since uh, January 2012. Mm. And when did you come on, Ben? Well, I, I'd been working with them on another series from... This is Carrot and Yeah. They, they originally got me to um, do a bit of writing work for them on another series. <coughs> uh, that was sort of working from home. Uh, and then and then they um, they asked if I could uh, come down. I think they, they, they got a bit of money for um, to develop a couple of scripts for, for the um, other series. And uh, they got me to come down for a month in May <coughs> and, um, and write for them. Um, so I did that. And then they said goodbye and I left. And then a few, it would have been a few months later. They they asked if I could come down to write for Sarah. Dark. So, <coughs> so Sarah, you had you were you guys were developing it for seven years or something or what? Six. Six years. Well, no, we weren't developing it for six years. We were developing it for, I guess, um, two years, two and a half years. Okay. So what was going on in that? So the initial idea, if you want to go right to the yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so. Um, the initial idea came from, I was working on another show that Carrot were doing called One Minute Wonders and we had this uh, timeline that was like, so they had all these facts that were like a minute long, they talked about them for a minute and then you had um, at the bottom of the screen you had this uh, little uh, bar, time bar and you had to fill it with animation for a minute yeah. and I was just coming up with, um, we are trying to come up with ideas and they were all really inappropriate. <laughs> Um, I think there was like in duck shooting in there, and then at the end the ducks sort of come out of a cloud with their own guns and they make the farmer or the uh, yeah. So they were inappropriate for children. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was it was it was a CBBC show, um, and they were using like uh, BBC archive footage for like all the facts and things. Mm. Um, there were some really grim facts in there. There were things like about um, eyelash mites and stuff. Really, eyelash and mites. And I stopped wearing mm -hmm. makeup. Do you know what that is? No, that, I've never heard of that. Sounds... Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, everyone real has thing. them. You have mites. Really? Yeah. I would have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they them. sit in like the. Yeah, if you didn't have them, you'd probably go blind. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. So look after them. Look after them. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good Yeah. I, I actually stopped wearing makeup for a year after that because um, makeup it kills makes it. it. Well, make makeup increases the number of them. Ah, so. well, we'll cut that one. And that's, <laughs> that's bad, is it? You um, don't want to have too many, but you don't yeah, want to. You want well, they start fighting with each other, and you can see them in your eyes when you're walking down yeah. the street. I no, actually, is that right? No. Uh. <laughs> after after we after I found out about that, it wasn't my fact. It was another one of the guys uh, was working on that, luckily. But um, after I found out about that, I did actually go to the bathroom and look at my eyes. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, you're looking, looking at your eyes. That's amazing. Yeah. Did, you, did you find any mites? No. Because no. okay. lipstick's made out of like whale blubber, isn't it? So, right. Yeah. Fun for another fun. Another fun. Sorry. Any any more facts you guys have? Yeah. Uh, 
this yeah. the, the Hawaiian bobtail squid has like a bioluminescence that allows it wakes it up when it's time to get up. That's wicked. I need some of that. Yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship it has with this, this uh, these little microbes, I think, <laughs> and, it, and it feeds it like sugars and amino acids, and in return, it like lights it up for it and uh, helps it to hunt and stuff. Wow! Yeah, it's better than the long play. Yeah, it's start glowing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, is that ever going to be a story dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 So, so you're um, the, you were doing like these sort of animations underneath yes. these amazing facts. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, and uh, and they were they were quite unrelated. The time the timers were quite unrelated, mm. um, and so um, yeah, I just I just got a bit fed up, and so I turned um, a piece of paper over and I just drew a picture of uh, me with uh, this duck and a little lead on the duck. Um, right. <laughs> And uh, the the lead obviously came off after some development, right. um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I finished up on that show, and um, I think it was the the the, re- the recession had just hit, right. and uh, so they were struggling to get work in. And I think it was about the time it was like January when work is a bit scarce in animation yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, so I had to get a job in like this little stationery shop, um. And uh, I was working there and I was just really miserable. Um, I didn't have a particularly nice boss. And so I was just thinking, I really need to invest some time in doing something that will stop, that, that will mean that I don't need to do this sort of job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I had that little sketch, I still had that little sketch. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, Maybe I could turn this into a TV show. And um, Tim used to make jokes about me, like having a pet duck, because I go on about going to see going to see the ducks, like going to the yeah. pond and stuff. Because um, while I was in this job, I just I was just quite stressed out a lot of the time. So yeah. um, I just thought, oh, we're going to see the ducks, going to see the ducks and stuff. And, um, and so there was this running joke that um, I'd have a pet duck, and well, the guys were coming up with. Um, those different TV shows with the guys in their studio and um, and I thought I just well I'll pitch this um, and so I just start, I started designing logos and uh, drawing the characters just hanging out and stuff and, um, and then on my 25th birthday um, I was asked what I wanted to do and I was like I want to make a pilot um, so you were asked by who? By Tim, Tim, oh, right, okay. Tim's and Tim's the co-creator. He's the co-creator, yeah. Okay. So we both went into the studio on my birthday, and he started. Um, I'd drawn the characters and put them into Flash. I think we were using yeah. for the pilot, for the very first pilot, and um, and he started animating them, and I was sort of um, doodling background stuff, I guess. Um, and I think at one point I went out to like. Uh, go shopping or something because they she was in Covent Garden um, and I came back and he was still like <laughs> animating away um, so that was really nice of him to do that at mm. that time but it was also really good for their company because um, they sent all their shows around and um, uh, I think it was Nick at Channel 5 Milkshake um, he, he got back to us and said that he'd be, really, he'd be interested in that show um, but it needed some development, so we started developing it with him, mm. um, with the aim to show it on Milkshake, mm. um, 
and he was really good like he'd uh, he'd uh, take a script from us and then he'd edit it overnight and then send it to us the next morning um, he was really keen um, I think um, he'd been to Cartoon Forum which was where we ended up pitching Sarah and Duck um, a few years in a row and he was quite um, jaded by what he was seeing and yeah, I think okay. he felt like Sarah and Duck was something quite fresh um, but, um, so what did he have to look at at this point when he was saying that he had so we did these um, two sheets um, which were it was just a blurb about the show the characters um, a couple of stills of them in situ like you know what they get up to and stuff um, and then a couple of synopses um, and they did that for all the shows and, um, but no animation test but no animation wow um, well we'd, we'd done a we'd done a pilot um, but I think that was during the same time we were talking to him. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't I remember. remember. I remember seeing that pilot. It's it's kind of like the baking episode, isn't it? Mm. Sarah and Dad. Oh no, no, that wasn't that pilot. No, it was oh, a really pilot. basic okay. pilot. Okay. Yeah, right. no, the pilot we the original pilot we did. Um, my dad was narrating it. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, we actually had. Um, I think I was doing the voice, but it was it was completely like it was. Tweaked bug really with, yeah. Um, so it was just really high pitch. Um, but she hardly said anything, you know. Okay. Um, and yeah, we were just we we kept trying to get like uh, we actually tried him for the for the um, the pilot that you guys would have seen, um, and we used a, a grown woman for Sarah initially, and um, it, the balance was like it was crazy how off it was. Right. Um, it was like. Um, the girl Sarah was almost like the narrator, like it was okay. a, it was a power battle yeah. imbalance, you know. It was really bizarre. So it was it was a grown woman and your dad. Yeah. In a yeah. power struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really crazy. Like, it's was, the wrong tone to strike. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah, he just he just he basically. Who won? Like, bless him. He couldn't he couldn't act like he we'd ask him for different takes, and he'd just get angrier. As if it was like his daughter asking him to yeah, you know, yeah. do something over and over again. Um, yeah, so your dad's so, not an actor then? So my dad's not an actor, no. Um, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good artist. Um, but um, yeah, he, 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 that's not his profession. Um, but uh, yeah, so we... Um, uh, so we, we did another pilot um, because... Uh, um, the guy at Milkshake, Nick, um, he basically, I think there was a transition with um, Channel 5 at the time, someone else took it over, and they took the budgets away from um, yeah. Milkshake, and they said you can just use like your catalogue of stuff, and so he got a bit frustrated because he obviously couldn't acquire <coughs> new shows, mm. and that was his whole purpose of being there. So he left, so, but he said, you know, you guys should take this to Cartoon Forum and pitch it because it should go on telly. So um, we then decided to make um, kind of a third of an episode, which was what you would have seen, the cake baking one. Um, but we just did like parts of it. Okay. Um, and then we did, we just, um, I did this little comic of how the, the show came about. And um, and we just went and we pitched it. So how how long was that? Was that like five minutes or something? Um, 
I think that well the 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 show is six and a half minutes so oh, that right, probably so would have been, been about two, two minutes yeah right. um and was that and that was that done in cell action already what you I, did yeah, yeah, that that so, pilot and was, and a bit of flash as well, probably. Yeah, yeah, like the um, the cake, the way yeah, the cake moves. Yeah. Um, the that was animated, hand animated, animated. Yeah, that was Tony Clark. Okay. Um, he's a really good animator. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't really do that anymore in the show, um, just because um, there's not a huge amount of time in the pipeline for yeah. it. Um, that was a really nice little touch and mm. I think it really obviously benefited from that. I think if we were to do it in cell action, because cell action works in parts, you just wouldn't get yeah, that. Yeah, I think it works really well actually in the series. I think the animation is really nice in Sarah and Duck actually. Yeah. It's because no, you've yeah. chosen like a limited sort of, you know, like a fairly limited set of tools and, you know, what you do with them is quite amazing. Um, I'd like to say thank you, but I'm not an animator. <laughs> thank you for the animating. Thank you on behalf. <laughs> so where is um, the Cartoon Forum? Um, cartoon Forum did used to happen in different countries across Europe. Okay. Um, and the year we went, it, it was in Hungary. Okay. Um, in a little town called Sopron. And it's like um, an industry conference to sell To sell things. shows, yeah, right. yeah. So, um, yeah, across the week, you'll just have loads of people pitching their TV shows. Um, we got there on Monday. Um, we had no sleep the night before. I think we had like three hours or something because we were still like doing stuff for the presentation mm -hmm. the night before, and we hadn't rehearsed our presentation. And we got there and we had um, uh, a chair a person chairing us. Um, sort of, um, uh, we had to rehearse in front of her in front of like um, a potential audience, and it was an empty theatre at the time. Mm. And, um, was that not really nerve-wracking? That was there was there was no one there apart from the guy that was um, just uh, tweaking the mics and stuff, and um, Chris, who um, is the managing director of Carrot, um, and obviously because we hadn't rehearsed anything, we just uh, we were just awful. Um, I went to, I managed to get through my comic because I had the visual prompts. Yeah. But um, uh, Tim and Jamie just um, they just kept like fumbling over the words and stuff because there was no preparations and um, our chair lady she just stopped us and said um, if you do this on the day people will just walk out um, so we just we, went, we, we walked out with our heads down and we were just I was just looking at Chris because he'd invested so much in uh, developing the show and stuff and we were we were um, our actual pitch was on the Friday so we had the whole week to rehearse okay but that whole week I was just like, my stomach was in knots the whole time because mm. there was so much riding on it. Um, there were all these free parties and things that they <laughs> kept on putting on and I just couldn't enjoy it. Wow. Um, because there were so many executives there, I just felt like I was going to like say something I shouldn't or something. That sounds like probably the worst kind of party to go to anyway, like yeah. parties full of executives. I mean, yeah. How many people are enjoying themselves at places like Well, the executives were enjoying themselves. <laughs> sure they were they going were. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was... Sure they were. But then, I don't know, man. Like, you can make some... Like, so much of business is done just through, like... Being, yeah, yeah, just being matey with people and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like when everybody at a party has got a second agenda, then there is a little bit of a different atmosphere to it. Yeah, yeah I suppose. I, I, I mean, I think to an extent. Especially if you're the top boy, though, like you're top kind of, yeah. you've got less of an agenda. Yeah. Sure. It but was, it was nice talking to other filmmakers 
Like, right. like the um, the VAA awards was really nice because yeah, yeah, um, that was great. It's the British Animation Awards. Yeah, because that is just those people that make short films yeah. and stuff. It's and really nice no atmosphere, actually. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like talking to each other about ideas yeah. and things, and but. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know I've got nothing against executives. You know, they, they help make things happen, but yeah. there is a certain amount of sort of um, pressure, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, we and we pitch we pitched our show. Uh, we we you know we rehearsed the hell out of it and um, and we did really well. People people sort of amazing all came. They they basically rushed towards the um, the stage afterwards really? which was actually quite scary. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, so it was like yeah. a it was like a, a Michael Jackson concert or something. No. What people was, were just like Did they have security it? on the front where you guys people throwing <laughs> their knickers at you and stuff like that. There was actually there was actually um, uh, I did see somebody crying afterwards. Really? Um, and they, wow. they, they they came up to us and they said that it was a really lovely pitch. I think it was because I'd sort of given, I'd given a kind of history of like where I grew up and stuff, and oh, really? I kind of pitched it with like um, where mm. I grew up. There wasn't, there weren't really many parks and stuff. It wasn't much nature. So where did you grow up? North London, in okay. Edgware. And that made her cry. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, I just said basically. Who went there? So I went somewhere with plants, and I, right. I was happy. And Can you remember it. the presentation? <laughs> can you can you could you do it now, for example? If yeah, do do the presentation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basic. It is basic. There's not enough tears in this podcast. No, so. make us cry, so. Uh, so I I grew up in a in a box about a meter by two meters. You're whipped with barbed wire. Really. Yeah, there was this. I did actually. There was this plant that I that we had in our front garden that was. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're like quite feathery and they can get quite wide right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have really vicious like um, uh, leaves that come out that are also quite sticky and you can kind of get paper cut them, yeah, yeah 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 so I was just constantly getting paper cuts on this so <laughs> right, I really? just like yeah. grew up with like this so even the wildlife crazy. that you did have was against you yeah mm. but yeah my dad got really fed up with it one day and he just like like cut the thing um, <laughs> down the, and then we were allowed to run around in this like tiny little patch of grass. Okay. It was great. Did that come up in the presentation? That yeah, yeah, was yeah. Was that the bit of people? No, I, I don't know why they cry. Just like chopping onions. So you had like a few kind of like suitors or offers. Like, what was the kind of um, was it like initially? You sort of knew that like okay, it's going to get made. Just who do we make it with, kind of thing. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean. Obviously, the if you're making a preschool show, the uh, ideal broadcaster is CBeebies. Mm. Um, for the UK. For the UK, and because they have um, channels all over the world as well, um, and they they came up to us afterwards and they were just like, "Awesome, we want your show." Um, so Did you have any other interests from other? Yeah, Nickelodeon, uh, Disney mm. um, approached us. Um, but then the woman representing Disney, I don't know if she'd get in trouble for saying this, um, what I'm saying, but um, she said you could go with us but we will take your show apart. Right. Um, I suppose that's just a different way, a different approach to mm. dealing yeah, with they, show. Yeah, they right develop now. it a lot more yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, Did she say that as a kind of a warning? Yeah, it was. Oh, right, right. It was like, not the best they just, line. Yeah, but I mean, they're just, you know, just being upfront yeah. about it. I love what you're doing, but we're going to tear it to shreds. <laughs> yeah. um, 
It was uh, um, quite nice being mm, sure. about that. Mm. Um, but also, uh, when, when it came to America, um, we had a similar warning um, that um, because they developed their own shows, they said that um, our show would probably be put in the graveyard slot because um, they're obviously trying to they get their own the shows. What's out. a graveyard slot? For Three o'clock like, in the morning. Lots of kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, or, or like, you know, 10pm or something, or, or right. 6am, I don't know. Well, and then this is the Disney Channel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so it was... It was so you, go, you guys had the option to go with that, you probably would have gotten a, a reasonable amount of money, I suppose. And you, and, but then you would have just been, you know, had to move on to something else completely and throw yeah. away everything. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how it would have worked with Disney, because... It, we were we weren't gonna sell it completely. Okay. Um, but You'd I still think be on board. That, that, yeah, I think they they like generally like to acquire things completely. Sure. Um, and with CBVs, um, they just buy the broadcasting rights. Right. Um, although we then went with BBC Worldwide for distribution, and they invested a certain amount. Um, so we were obviously mm-hmm. um, we could obviously put that into mm. production costs. Sure. Um, so, so you went from having uh, a few pages of an idea and two minutes of animation to um, having a TV series on, on CBBS. Yeah. Um, was that kind of overnight, or was there a long period of kind was, of development before it? Um, there was quite there was quite a long period. So after we got back from Cartoon Forum, um, I think there was probably uh, about a year and a half. To t- maybe even two years of mm. just trying to raise funds. Okay. Right. Um, so they offer you a certain amount of money, and you yeah. have to make up the rest from yeah, other yeah, investors. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask. So like, they buy the broadcasting rights, yeah. and then you sort of take that to say like to investors like the BBC are going to put on there, and we need some money to yeah, make it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So the money that the broadcasting rights is nowhere near enough to actually no, get think, production running. I think it was about half, maybe. Okay. Um, and then, um, and then they they try getting loans from banks, but even though I remember at the time um, Chris saying even though we had a contract from CBBS, um, that wasn't enough for banks. I think banks just weren't lending at the time. Is that um, just because of the climate at the time? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. um, it was really really difficult. And how much were you involved in all this stuff? Uh, well, I was being told, I was being updated constantly. Okay. We'd have meetings about it just so we knew where we were. Because but you weren't going out and finding the no, money? No, Chris, Chris uh, at Carrot, he mm. deals with the financial side and just right. keeping the business going, basically. Sure. Um, uh, Jamie, the producer. It's Jamie Badminton. Jamie Badminton. He, um, he works on the sort of networking side and talking right. to um, other uh, potential... Um, creative partners I guess um, and just trying to get working basically right. or, mm. so during this time what, what were you doing then um, I was developing so um, uh, I think it was pretty much down to, to Chris and his wife Roxy who owns um, a chain of hairdressers um, and they were basically paying for me to um, wow. develop the show yeah that's like like I was saying when we were pitching at Cartoon Forum and we buggered up the rehearsal yeah um you kind of felt like you had i felt like i owed it to chris at least to and his wife to to get this right um uh, i mean i mean for him it's an investment in his future Mm. you know if Mm. the show does well then he makes a return on it 
Um, and it and it it has kind of worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, well, I mean, I mean, it's it's on on CBBS. You've got how many seasons have come out now? Uh, it's the first series, but the second series will start airing in batches of five, I think, in okay. summer. Mm. Um, and it's been pretty successful. There's merchandise, and it's been um, syndicated yeah. to other countries and stuff, hasn't it? Yeah, it's. I think it's um, it's been on in America for a while. And Australia and Japan. Japan actually get books before us. Really. Um, the uh, the second book has just come out in Japan. Mm. And is it doing? Is it successful in all those other places, or is it mainly just the UK? Uh, I I don't know how successful it is. I don't know because we don't really, or at least I haven't um, had any sort of um, you know like I don't know get like statistics yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Um, but the money's like. You always hear about like people doing well off shows is when it starts being bought by other countries and yeah, territories and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I checked on the Wikipedia and there's, there's, what, there's like five or six countries, it's like Sweden and... Yeah, a lot of um, the Scandinavian countries. Mm. Uh, I think f- France is... Com- they're, they're acquiring it, there's a sh- right. channel out there. Um, Portugal have got it showing, um, wow. although my grandma still can't figure out how to watch it right, okay. on her television. On like it's like, it's like they're coming to BBC Two. Um, right. She's still having trouble it's with it. Probably more down to grandma's than yeah. the yeah. accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Got the, you've got the graveyard shift. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I think it's not really the target audience, though, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, you hope that your granny could watch it. Though, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but still. But my, my, when it was uh, when when the new uh, episodes were first airing, <clears throat> um, my dad was watching it with my aunt, and um, and they were both like laughing at it and. Yeah, you know, mm. my dad. I mean, my dad's obviously they they obviously related to me, so it's yeah. Quite Your dad's to related to you. No, I. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. But uh, but they like like my aunt would say that my dad was laughing like a little boy and stuff. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I think people can connect. Yeah, I I was watching it and um, I was cracking up. I, I think I was watching the maybe it's the first episode with the uh, the sh- uh, Shalott. yeah the shots and um, it's really funny. I was cracking up when they're sort of waiting for him to grow and then the ducks. Mm falls asleep on Sarah's head mm. and then he just sort of like like just stacks it <laughs> like it's the kitchen t- uh, counter and uh, yeah I really he's got he's quite deadpan isn't he like, yeah. Uh, yeah I feel like the series kind of um, harks back to a, a few sort of British TV series from a while back like I don't know sometimes feels like maybe a little bit like something like Magic Roundabout or something mm. but mm. at the same time it feels really different from a lot of stuff on uh, CBBS like I'm, um, I think I'm okay to say that I mm-hmm. don't like most stuff for on, for for mm-hmm. preschool kids. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like a hell of a lot of rubbish out there. Mm-hmm. But um, Sarah and Duck is uh, is is it's quite different. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. it's definitely entertaining for me, and it's aimed at four to six year olds. And I think that that's mm-hmm. quite like. And but I can also see how it would be entertaining for, to four to six year olds. I mm-hmm. think that's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, thing to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't, it was a bit of a surprise because when it first started airing, we um, I hadn't watched any kids' TV for, for right. years. Right, I was going to ask we, about that. Yeah, and we, we, we sat down and uh, were waiting for it to come on and we were watching stuff and I almost fell into a diabetic coma from all the colours and the noise right, right, and crashes right, right, yeah, of it. Yeah. And it was so long because I grew up with things like Bagpuss and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. and the Magic Roundabout and stuff. So it was, it was a bit of a surprise for me. that, that it yeah. I think that's one of the, the successes of the show is that it, it does appeal to sort of a... a 
a wide audience. And yeah. Mm. There were jokes in there that <clears throat> there were jokes in there that were for the adults. Yeah. As as well as the the, the kids yeah. and um, and it, I, I guess it doesn't talk down to the kids. No, it yeah. it seems like um, there are things to learn from every episode, but they're not like sort of the things that you'd expect mm. kids to need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely things that you can take away from every episode, but it's quite difficult to put your finger on exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I, I watched the balloon race I really one, like the balloon one. And uh, I, I was thinking, yeah, this doesn't feel like that there's some educational point in it, but mm-hmm. it isn't. Yeah. Which is nice, I suppose. Like, maybe yeah. there is an element that kids will take from it. But is, it, is there like a? Did the BBC like dictate that there has to be a certain amount of educational content to it or something? No, no. I think they 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 had to they had to make um, uh, some sort of statement saying. Um, actually, I don't know if it was the BBC or it was America. They, I think it was America. They had to make a statement saying uh, there's like at least three things that the show does, like okay. three things that it it can teach you or you can benefit from. Uh, you can get by watching it um, and um, one of them was um, education but in a, in a way that's indirect like when you're watching um, the balloon race um, they're, they're telling Duck to go left left and right or they're, te- yeah. they're directing the woman the, the uh, scarf, scarf lady yeah. um, and uh, that's just something they're doing because it's necessary yeah. but mm. A uh, four to six year old is watching that and they're learning. Well, okay, that way is left and that way is right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but the thing is, when 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 you're doing anything in your daily routine, mm. um, if you're just walking down the street or whatever, you know, you're you're looking at things, you're taking things, and you're learning things. You're um, you're uh, recognizing shapes and patterns. Mm. Um, I'm still learning these <laughs> leaves and things. Yeah, um, uh, and. Mm that's all educational yeah, um, yeah so it doesn't really need to be someone standing like a moral kind yeah. of yeah but i, I was surprised because i i can't remember where i read it but there's one one of the blurbs sort of on, on some online thing for the show and it was saying about how <clears throat> it was sort of learning through play i think was how it was yeah, but, yeah but i the thing i was quite surprised when i when i first moved down to london um and before i could actually move into somewhere proper i was i ended up lodging for two months with this family and um, <clears throat> and the the mum had two little kids and and I was saying that I writing them for the show and, and they said um, and she said oh is it is the um, she said that she didn't like her kids to watch too much TV right. and I said um, <coughs> uh, and she said he said is there is there a, is there a moral in the story or do they do they learn anything and in my ignorance and my stupidity I said no it's just for fun really I think <laughs> and she said oh I'm not sure about that I might not watch that uh, and I didn't realise how you know the parents might actually go with the attitude that they didn't want their kids to watch too much TV, and, the, 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 oh, yeah. and, I, and I should have, I should have, if I'd read that play before, I said, well, they learn through play. Yeah, and I, and that's I, it. <laughs> well, you know, lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did you come up with your concept? Because there's like, there's like eighty episodes so far, right? Is that? Um, well, there, there's forty in the first series, and I guess there's, yeah, well, I guess there is because we've finished the batch for the second series. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, how many? Seven. How many of you and Sarah written out of those eighty? <clears> Written in terms of stories or scripts or, um, well, we've um, <clears throat> for the first series, I think Sarah wrote pretty much uh, all of the because we write, we go, they go through sort of story ideas and then synopsis and then treatment and then script and at each mm-hmm. stage they have to be sort of 
we go through the BBC and um, <clears throat> I think to the first series, I think Sarah had written probably 95%. I think I think I was allowed mm. to write one or two. I think they <laughs> let me write one. Allowed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which was a bit of a break. Um, I think I came up with a couple in the first series. Um, but then I wrote the scripts for them. I can't remember how many... I think there were, there were the Sarah's favourites that she didn't want me to, to ruin with my big sausage fingers. So I think she... Uh, <laughs> She, uh, uh, there were about six or ten or so that she really wanted to make sure I didn't mess up. Um, and then I think I wrote uh, the others, I think. Uh, I can't remember. What percentage did I write of the first series in terms of scripts? Scripts? Yeah. Um, I think you wrote, you wrote about half, didn't you? Okay, about half. half. Not, 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 not quite 5%. Right. Not quite 5%. That is the most self-deprecating statement I've ever heard. He said you wrote 5%. Well, I you just said he's written 50. <laughs> well, I was talking about the actual comic book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the but they, they, let, they let me come up with um, more of the stories for the second series. And the, I've even come up with some of the characters and stuff, which was quite, well, one or two. One character, I think, then. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what's your guys' writing process? So, you, uh, you guys both work from home, you live together, yeah. Yeah. and you work here. Yeah. So, what time do you get up in the morning? <laughs> when do you <laughs> start writing? Or is this something that you should should talk I, about? I work so far, so it's a small professional. Yeah, you sound professional. Well, I usually get up between like half eight and half nine, maybe. It sounds healthy. Um, mm. And then. Um, she comes in with a, with a dinner gong, sort of. Um, and uh, yeah um, I I tend to because usually when you when you go to work you have like an hour going there um, to I guess just either mentally prepare for the day or um, or just not think about anything or read or whatever so I tend to before I start any work um, just do something of my own Mm. like um, I was saying before I've been trying to learn Portuguese so I'll just do like 10 minutes of that um, and I've also got other projects that are very slow burning on the side and I'll just um, do a bit of that um, and I don't know maybe maybe go out for some air or something I mean I've, I've spoken to other people that work from home and they say that they have to go out at least once or they just won't go out and it'll, yeah. before they know it it'll be a week and they just haven't been out Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes I have to like tell Ben to leave the house. Right. <laughs> just so I can imagine that being it. I mean, because I worked from home before, and uh, I f- figured out that it just wasn't really for me. Like yeah. I wasn't getting anything done, and uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a very in- inefficient process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm always really impressed with people who manage to make it happen and you guys obviously get through stuff do you end up staying up late at night and stuff i have i have recently um because we were moving home and i was also helping as i said before my mum set up a business um that was really really time consuming so i was quite behind with work and there was um i guess for for the like the last month i've been working late nights and weekends yeah pretty much constantly um do you guys find yourself getting because your process i suppose as writers is like you sit down in front of a computer screen and just type all yeah. day yeah why not is it what why not yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean is, is there more no no no, no that's it really browse okay. right okay right this is this is what i was going to ask about <laughs> yeah. distractions like because mm-hmm. i've been actually uh the last uh week and a half i've been writing at home mm-hmm. uh well i've been storyboarding but i'm like 
that's the way I'm writing it, uh, okay. the short film. And um, uh, and it's, it's quite easy to get distracted. And mm. I think that, um, I think it's, it's, it's actually, uh, it's more difficult to write at the studio that we have at the moment. Mm. So that's why I'm working from home. I yeah. get more done at home. It's mm. still fairly easy to get distracted. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, do you guys I, find it easy to impose structure on your day or are you? Uh, I, I don't have any structure really, it's right. just that it happens. Yeah, and then yeah, I do all that. Well, I, when I, when I started working for Carrot, they they had me in the studio, and I, I was working there, and they put me up in the loft. They sort of hid me away like Quasimodo at the top right. of the building, and and I just had like a little place with a desk and a and a, and a keyboard, and a round window, and a round window, and and there, and there were these two windows where wasps used to sort of do laps between the two windows. Right. I used to just wash watch the, the wasps. Wash the wash them. <laughs> wash them. <laughs> wash them. I used to wash them and wash them. Yeah, they're very clean when they the end of the day. And uh, yeah, but that was quite difficult because at the time the, the floor below, which was connected to the where the loft was, it, it was pretty much empty all the time. So I had peace and quiet. But then um, when the studio was growing, um, <clears throat> they moved the commercial team upstairs, so it was right beneath me, and there was people chattering and stuff, and it was quite difficult to concentrate. And uh, sure. So um, so how do you do you have headphones in when you work well I, I i try but i i i don't always like listening sometimes it helps me listen to music and that's what most people do in studios they they, they obviously put, put their music on and, um but i i it was sometimes difficult to do that plus it doesn't always get rid of it completely <clears throat> the noise. so i um i think i at one point i just asked if i could um, work from home because it was too noisy and i think mm. they just said yes right. um and then i didn't come back i think right. i forgot to bring my take my keyboard i left my keyboard at work and I lost it, which is quite sad. <laughs> so how did you guys um, get into writing, uh, uh, get into writing? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, did you, I mean, were you, because you and me, Sarah, went to university together um, and you weren't really, like it was an animation course mm. and none of us were really writers. Yeah. Um, but, and Ben, you, you, you I, also did the same course. Yeah, yeah, I did the film course. But I did both the time, yeah. yeah. And I, I <clears throat> specialised in the film course, you got to specialise, and I <clears throat> I, um, I didn't realise this at the time, and I went for the interview, and they said, what do you want to specialise in? And um, I, I panicked and said producing, because I thought it would be the most likely to get on the course. <clears throat> um, and, they, and nobody wanted to be a producer, so I got on. Yeah, it was a weird situation on that course, yeah. where you had to decide what you wanted to specialise, you'd be a director, cinematographer, yeah. editor, mm. producer. Yeah, art direction, I think. Right. And, um, yeah. Was writing an option? No, it wasn't. Right. It should have been. But it wasn't. <laughs> no one writes films. No, so. they don't. It just, it just happens. Um, and um, But the, the good thing, the bad thing about it was that um, <clears throat> I'm the worst producer in the world. I, I, I can't keep time. I'm he, doesn't, no good. he doesn't like talking on phones. No, I hate talking. I have a phobia of talking on phones. I'm no good with money. I don't like talking to people in general. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Look so how did it go for you then? The whole pretty time. stressful. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't deal with stress. My well. my, my one memory of uh, him because I didn't I didn't know him until like uh, pretty much the end of uh, the third year uh, when we met. Um, but my 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 one vague memory of him was like running through the the corridors of the arts institute, looking really stressed out. Ben, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's pants. Yeah, <laughs> covered in marmite. <laughs> Screaming like a girl. Yeah, but so you guys mm -hmm. did. You, I mean, did you uh, when you ended up becoming writers? Because I suppose that that's mm -hmm. well. I was going to say that the, the, the the positive thing about what I did was that. I was, it enabled me to um, actually, yeah, I, gave, I had time to write and on the 
film course I ended up like writing the stories that we then made okay and being a producer I, I sort of enforced that I said well I've written this and we're going to make it and, and everyone had to go okay. yeah we don't have enough money to change the show. yeah, yeah. We don't, it's too late we're going to have to film it yeah so that was quite fun yeah. <laughs> and I, so I basically concentrated on the writing side and, and, and panicked with the producing and got the director to help me okay sort of produce so, so you so you had some sort of experience writing then at that stage yeah I well I, yeah I um, yeah yes Sorry. Yes. He was an actual. He was an actual writer. who studied. I guess you you kind of self taught. I learned the alphabet. And then yeah, I put the words together. Yeah. So you basically used the course to to learn the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still get lost in the middle, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah, I only know it through the uh, the rhythm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a catchy tune. Yeah. It is. Um, sorry. Yeah, go. I was going to ask, like, when you when. Uh, CBBs commissioned you, or not? Com- well, or like bought the airspace for it and, and was going to put it on. Do they kind of put you through any workshops, or do they kind of is there like anything they kind of like train you, you up for? Uh, no, 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 they, they just let you do. They were quite. They were, I think they were quite happy with the the ideas for it. Because um, you, but you guys had never created a series before mm. right no no and the studio also carrot hadn't done a series no no but that was amazing that they just gave you that freedom to mm. yeah well i think we and trusted you the, the, i think the, the thing they is, is the best lot. way to show that something works really is to make a pilot if you if you can pull it off i mean you guys managed to make a short film with without paying anyone i think but like I mean if, if you can do it in that way that's the best way if you if you want to make it but you'd maybe made a two minute pilot um yeah and, well, and that wasn't that for cartoon form was it or that, that was that was for cartoon oh right so yeah. you, did you show it in the forum yeah, yeah oh okay right, right, yeah right. so that proved it mm-hmm. um, right and then they they talked about the characters and they um uh, read out um Sort of clips of other storylines mm. um, so it is it's the easiest way to prove it to show the way it looks um, and show the characters gesticulation their sort of mm. little um, uh, you know habits and things mm-hmm. um, which you can't really I mean you, if you just write a, write a script and they read it you know they're not always going to get that sense some people mm. need it especially right with from. animation which is just a visual form yeah, of storytelling yeah. Yeah. So, but did you guys um sort of read books then on writing or have you sort of looked into that <clears throat> stuff the more kind of academic side of it um i read um uh, not, not not for this i mean i mean when i was at uni i read like story by robert mckee and right. <clears throat> i tried reading some of the others but they seem to be um um nonsense and piffle right and and sort of said things like on page 35 this has to happen on mm. page 60 yeah. you, you know somebody has to die yeah. and it all sounded Quite stupid words. Robert McKee for Robert McKee's still quite uh, didactic, I guess mm. is the word. Like he said, like has to be done like this, has to be done like this, and I, I, I think it's a great book. Yeah. I actually just finished reading it mm. yesterday um, for like a, I, I think I read like, it at university, yeah. uh, and uh, but obviously didn't really take it in. Yeah. Reread it recently, but mm. uh, but he is quite um, specific about yeah. sort of. Well, there's I mean the interesting thing is because I mean my I think my I I, I always sort of. Um, react sort of quite defensively or you know if you when you read stuff like that you kind of think well is that you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. and and i'm <clears throat> reading it you kind of you, you you sort of thought about all the films that you'd watched where that it didn't necessarily work like that but the film still worked <clears throat> dramatically or, or whatever and you realize it's still limited but i think it's still 
that's probably quite a good thing to 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 like evoking somebody like mm. a sense of like reaction against something yeah, yeah. still moving positively yeah. towards something you got the feeling that Charlie Kaufman reacted like that in Adaptation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> who's the guy in, in Adaptation who uh, he plays Brian Cox that plays Robert McKee oh is it, is it? Okay. Okay. yeah 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 mm. I, I didn't realise it was Robert mm. McKee that he was playing mm. okay yeah. <laughs> there's right. that bit when he says God help you if you use voiceover and right 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 I haven't seen it <clears throat> Nicholas Cage is talking to himself right that, um, um, so, <laughs> so you guys I didn't. I didn't read anything. Mm-hmm. Really. I just, no. I just wrote to. I just wrote to entertain myself. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Sorry. I read. I read um, on Ben's suggestion. Actually, I read the the art of the novel when I was trying to write mm. a book, um, which was quite interesting, um, and it and it put forward ideas that you could you, you could choose to take. Um, but and it was it was quite a good book in that it wasn't in in, in the same way as uh, you were saying, um, you know you have to do this at some point you have to do that. It just suggested well you know um, you want to teach people something you want you get a huge sense of satisfaction as a reader you know when you think about it, when you when you read something or you watch mm. something you get a huge, huge sense of satisfaction when you learn something. Mm. Um, also uh, when you experience something new you know something surreal or something uncanny mm. um when that was that was uh, another thing i remember hearing about sabled writer i think a lot of the the stuff um i learned is from just reading yeah because um, i can writers. see that you seem like you've got a massive bookshelf there and you seem to be <laughs> you guys seem to be quite well, well read and sometimes when you you are kind of have an interest in that subject you to sort of learn the language just because mm. you're it's just mm. like we all speak English is because we lived in England mm-hmm. grew up mm. in England it's like if you spend so much time in that that world you, mm. you sort of pick up the language of narrative and stuff yeah well it's also I mean when you're writing you're playing around with words you know you're you're mm. testing what you can and can't do and because I don't. I don't feel like I had a particularly good education. I went to a pretty bad school in North London, and mm. I don't. I don't feel like I learned much there, and I had to learn a lot myself. And when I left, um, you know, I I started um, reading, you know, Freud and stuff, and I and I just picked up um, ideas uh, as I went along. And then when I went to university, I obviously spoke to other people that were well educated and stuff, and mm. you know, I acquired a certain amount of. Um, you know, knowledge or whatever, mm. but at the same time, like um, my so my my mum's Portuguese, she um she she's always trying to like say uh, like English sayings, mm. but she gets them wrong mm. and she pronounces things wrong, and so I was growing up with that as well, but that kind of makes you more inclined to play with things, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, because of that, I think I like, I really like poetry because people are just they're completely messing around with sentence structures mm. and rhythms and things and from reading lots of poetry and really absurd absurdist stuff as well um you get lots of inspiration on sure. how to yeah. on mm. how to write and how to test how to really push mm. uh, uh writing and and try and make yourself and other people laugh in a way that they might not have done yet, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that's probably, I, I'd like to think that's why people might find it funny, is that right. 
you know, mm. there's there's certain ways that the characters say things or there's things that they come out with that yeah. you're not expecting and yeah. that makes people laugh. Yeah, there's a the way she says hello is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but that is an actual seven year old girl that you've got doing there. Yeah. The she was seven, yeah. Well Sorry. she was she was six and a half when we first started recording her and she had this amazing, slightly croaky voice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's a really more, good actor. Yeah, yeah. Her mum's an actress. Oh, okay. Um she um she's a Scottish Scottish actress. I always forget the name of the series that she was in. Um the Scottish series. Oh damn, I've got it. Um uh yeah, but her she goes through the scripts with her before she comes yeah. in and um but she does have she has a natural ability. Yeah, she is sure. as she's getting a bit older, she is becoming a bit more self aware and so she's mm-hmm. becoming uh she's she's acting more. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which we have to kind of uh, encourage her not to do. And just it must be really difficult to have uh, to work with people who are at that age on a long uh, running series because obviously they're going to change and their voices mm. are going to change yeah. over that period of time. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was like uh, with The Simpsons. What's the name of the lady who does Bart Simpson's voice? Oh, Again, no, uh, Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright, yeah, yeah. I can't I mean, believe I remembered that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, but she, uh, she uh, because. Um, she does Bart's voice, I guess, that they managed to have her on the whole time. She yeah. Still does it, right? yeah, she, yeah, they all, I think all the original cast, apart from like someone who died and they just didn't put that character back in it right. anymore. But um, yeah, but what are you going to do when she, like, you know, when she gets, when she's a teenager? Which, you have to cast her. Sarah off, that's it. <laughs> um, Duck will hunt the farmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the fact that you've got um, Peter Mannion from the thick of it doing. Uh, the yeah, voice well, I think it's that's amazing. Yeah, what's that's, his actual name? Uh, Roger Allen. Right. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a great stage actor as mm. well. Okay. Um, but uh, no, he's because he's so well respected. I think parents really respond to that as well. Sure. I didn't recognise it as him. No. Uh, when he, I first heard it, he sounds a little bit different. Well, yeah. I thought I thought when I first heard him, we were we were originally uh, hoping to get uh, Michael Gamble. Okay. Um, and when I first heard. Uh, Roger Allen's voice take on the um, uh, vo- uh, voice agency uh, website. I thought it was Michael Gammon. Um, right. And <laughs> it sounds really rubbish, but that's why we went for him. Because yeah, right. he, he had that kind of gravelliness, but also the kind of cheeky, mm-hmm. playful yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in his voice. Um, and yeah, he just he just raises the bar with it. Like he, mm. he, he, well, him and Tash, they just... They're, Is that they're the... Great. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Tasha Lawrence. Um, and who does duck? <laughs> <laughs> we did actually have like uh, Tim. Duck. That's Michael Gambon. Donald. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I felt really bad because when we were doing auditions for the extra characters, we had all sorts of people, and we had um, Terence Stamp. Who's that? Um, he was in a lot of stuff in the sixties and seventies, but also Superman. He was like one of the bad guys. What, You'll recognise him when Zod. you see him. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Um, but yeah, we had him like auditioning for Scarf Lady. Um, <laughs> really? The umbrella and Zod. stuff. Yeah. Oh and he was doing like knitting rhymes for us and stuff. But he was just being him. Like he couldn't do anything other than him. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't. I wasn't convinced that he'd want to. He'd want to do the show. I. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think his agent convinced him. Yeah, um, that dude. 
<laughs> but we also had uh, Mark Heap as well. Oh, right. He auditioned. Uh, uh, we had him as Umbrella originally, mm. um, but um, uh, BBC felt like we needed a kid, and I, I didn't feel like he was quite right, because um, mm. the, the Umbrella lives with them in their house, yeah. so I feel like it, ju- it does need to be another kid character. That's on. <laughs> yeah. Hiding in the cupboard. I mean, he's, he's really good. He's really good. Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> But he is, I mean, he's really good at that sort of, like, nervy character. Yeah. But he mm. just sounded too much like a man. Mm. Um, but, um, but, So yeah. how much are you guys involved in the um, actual sort of voice recordings and stuff? Well, I go along to the voice records um, mo- most of the time. Well, mainly, t- mainly Tasha I go along because Sarah has a very particular way of speaking. Yeah. Um, and um, I just I go on to make sure that that she doesn't say things in a way that you know it just doesn't fit. I mean there was there was one bit. Um, it, I might be talking about another character actually, but there was a gulp in it uh, in, in in like after a line she, she just went gulp or something like yeah. that, um, and that's just an example of something that we wouldn't do in the show. It's a bit right, too cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Or if you know there's a line that um, sounds a little bit too grown up, then you mm. know I'll, I'll cut it down or something, mm. um, or just yeah, as she's getting older, make sure that she's still keeping it quite uh, young and simplistic in the delivery. I mean, she really does sound like. I mean, I know she is seven, but I kind of wanted to. It was a question I was going to ask about. Like she, is that she doesn't sound like she's delivering lines. Yeah. There was. I remember uh, I was watching the one with. Where she's trying to work out why the donkey's sad, yeah. mm. and she's counting grass on the floor, and the narrator goes, "Oh, like you know, like how many blades?" And she was just like, mm, "You know, lots." So the way she sort of responds to him is kind of was so much like a kid when you try and talk to them and they're mm. playing and they just sort of they're not really kind of paying attention to you kind of thing. Yeah. And mm. Like how much is that directing? How much of that is just her? Like you know even the way she says hello and yeah. is that something that you sort of well, asked her to do or she just did? I or? went through a phase of saying hello like that. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah. And as soon as we started recording Sarah, I stopped yeah. saying that because it <laughs> but just you can't to do that. Huh? You asked her to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Like the, we we originally had another girl, but she um she started going to secondary school by the time we came to okay. um, making the show. Um, she was a girl we originally she used to smoking fags and swearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was really bizarre because like when we first had her in, she her mum had dressed her in like this little dress and dolly <laughs> shoes. Um, and then um, the next time we saw her, she was in skinny jeans and old boots and stuff. Mm. So it was <laughs> now she's a golf. Yeah, um, had a prayer. <laughs> um, so it was quite bizarre. Um, but uh, Sarah would just have to follow that trajectory, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change her style and start wearing makeup. I remember yeah. reading that someone. Spitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Spit. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was always about. Well, I started spitting quite a lot. So I, that was really <laughs> I remember, I remember like uh, hanging out with a bunch of people from school, and uh, we were all climbing a tree, and someone spat, and then another person started spitting, and yeah. I tried spitting, but I wasn't very good at it. 
And when you eat like Mentos, you can make it hang all the way out and then come back. <laughs> oh, really? so yeah, sugary yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Try that. I can pick up a piece of paper actually. Wow. Um, <laughs> you spin it after this. Um, <laughs> well, we'll put that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, is it weird being called Sarah and also making a cartoon about somebody called Sarah? Uh, Funnily enough, I thought it was going to be a, a, a problem. Um, I'd just constantly be like, you know, turning around and you know, thinking people were talking about me. But um, I think I'm just, I'm just. Uh, I think part of grow, growing up with the with the name Sarah is there's always loads of other Sarahs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just kind of assume that they're talking about somebody else, right, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. I mean, when I was at school, I think I went, I went through quite a loud phase and then I went through a quiet phase and then, uh, um, as a sort of difficult teenagers. Um, and so I just, there were always like louder Sarahs around. So I was just yeah. kind of, I just kind of grown up with that mentality. Yeah. But, um, no, I haven't, I haven't like, um, it hasn't driven me insane or anything yet. There's, yeah. there's another Sarah in the studio that. I started to to feel like when you started pretending that it's about her. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got a duck she started dress. picking up the royalties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's quite a fresh print of you to, <laughs> to show about yourself. Yeah. yeah, it was it was um we were, we were coming up with uh, we were pitching short film ideas at one point for the studio and um and I had I'd made this image um before I started at the studio um myself um just a, a, a stop frame experiment of me um like disappearing through the floorboards um and i i pitched that as like a short film idea and the guys were like another film with you in like, what is this it's really narcissistic and then jamie very uh, nicely chipped in and said she's just using what she has you know, like, resourceful <laughs> using yourself mining it well it's one of the three so far isn't it yeah um, so what? So what is next? Uh, well, I um, I, the guys were asking if there were um, uh, any ideas that any other kids' ideas, preschool ideas for another series. Yeah, um, but um, I'm not entirely sure if I want to uh, keep. Oh, I'd like to try something else and. Um, they're going to do more series of Sarah and Duck, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've had um, obviously series two has been commissioned, and there's more after mm. that. Um, and I think they're just because yeah. because there's quite a demand for it. Um, they're going to release them in small amounts okay. uh, rather than huge, like mm. you know, half series, half series chunks. Um, but um, I'll still have some involvement uh, with that. But I quite like to. Um, just do something it's a different challenge mm, yeah um and i mean i saw that i uh, posted a, a a thing for my birthday to try and make a film in a in, in a in a weekend an animated film uh, no no um, well some stop frame but just um i just i just want to make a film i just want to experiment like mm. i didn't get to make a short film at uni mm. uh, yeah, like, like you so um I mean, even though I'm very grateful for the fact that, you know, I've got this series that's doing reasonably well, um, I haven't really, I've, my interests are quite sort of, um, 
I guess that you know I'm into more sort of absurd, surreal, avant-garde kind of stuff, and, mm. and I feel like I didn't really have time to to experiment with that at university. Mm. And, and although we get to we get away with a lot on Sarah and Duck. Mm. Um, I was going to say you could just put some take the sound out of some of those episodes and put them in black and white, and mm-hmm. they would probably be uh, mm-hmm. uh, make remake them in stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> So would you like to kind of step away from it and just sort of oversee it and not be involved in the writing eventually? Yeah, well, they've got... Um, I mean, Ben's a, a, an amazing writer and um, they took on um, three more writers for this series, Scriptwriters, mm. um, while I was writing up the treatments. Um, and um, they've, they've done really, a really good job. Um, mm. They're all unexper- inexperienced writers. They mm. None of them have worked on a TV show before. Mm. And actually, um, the people that they did try out that had experience mm. weren't that good. Well, I think that maybe that's the... I think that maybe this is the thing, like, recently. Like, I know Adventure Time take a lot of people who are... Um, uh, who are comics artists or right. people who haven't done um, TV series before. Mm. And that's... Uh, and Adventure Time doesn't seem like anything else mm. on TV. I mean, a lot of um, a lot of TV series for kids um, is like spit kind of rehashing the same thing over and over again. Mm. Um, uh, but it seems like you know, Sarah and Duck feels and 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 a few other things I've seen recently. We talked to a guy um, who is a writer on Gumball, mm. and they have a similar situation. None of yeah, them made a series before. Yeah, he'd never. The guy who was in the Guillaume Casuto is his name. Yeah. And he was saying that he he wasn't even he was working on the show as a compositor, mm. lead compositor, and um, the the series creator just said, um, "I think you're funny, man. Like write a script, and I'll try it out." And, and I think and I think a lot of the other writers, I don't think any of those guys had made a show before. And no. I think it's I think we've kind of got to a point seemingly that there's so much kind of. The same thing over and over that I mm. think the industry is really calling out for just fresh mm. talent yeah. and perspective and, and any show that seems to be doing pretty well at the moment all come from the first timers you know. mm. I think there's I think there's a really uh, there, there has been a really awful mentality for a long while that people think uh, it's with a lot of things you know if you're applying for any sort of job we need people with experience yeah. um, and no one gets to try anything I think um, the best thing that's come out of the whole recession thing is that people have been like, you know, fuck it, let's just try and do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many people have just come out of it with with um, that sort of uh, self-made mentality, yeah, I guess. Yeah, for um, sure. I think it's also through the internet as well. Yeah. People can just make stuff and put it out there and they don't need the same kind of... Uh, affirmation from institutions mm. that they used to need to have well like uh, um, the uh, anima- British Animation Awards um, I met one guy I think his name was Adam and he did this animation with this cube going around and he hadn't been to university hadn't studied animation uh, I think I have seen that yeah um, and he'd just done that and mm. it was up for an award and it was mm. really cool yeah. um, and you know I mean the, the Royal College of Art they take they um, they seek people for their animation course that don't have a background in animation because yeah. they want diversity they want sure, people yeah. to bring interesting things to it yeah. so you know i mean the the two of the two of the script writers we took on they were just guys that like one i'd met um through a writing group thing um it was this um group in which you you'd meet at the uh, soho curzon and they'd um 
you get like either a picture of a person or um, a, a, a word and you had to spend 20 minutes in in the bar just writing a story and really? you'd read it out over all the chattering and clunking of the glasses and wow. stuff um, mm. which was really difficult mm. but um, it was really really good exercise writing sure, exercise but one guy I, um, I met there who I didn't know uh, particularly well but he um, he came up with amazing stuff in like 20 minutes um, and I really liked his sense of humour and mm. um, I, hadn't, I hadn't actually spoken to him for a couple of years and then I got in contact with him through Facebook and asked him if he'd be up for it and he was working as a, he's working as a, a clerk for a, a massive law firm Wow. Um, wow. It's really funny, like the people he works with. Yeah. Um, he was he was um, on the hacking scandal thing. Oh, really? A while back, like all sorts of high profile things. Um, but he's just really bored there. Um, mm. And he's really he's getting he's really like. Um, I mean, he he only had two scripts. I think they might be giving him another one. Um, but um, he's really keen to like, get into script writing now. Mm. Um, That's great. Mm. And. Uh, um, and a- a- Alex, the other writer, he was in um, Benjir, um animator in, in the barracks. Um, and he was actually, he's been trying to write a comedy series, um, which was really good. Um, he, he had it read at uh, London Comedy Writers, where they have actors, professional actors, read out your scripts. Um, and it was hilarious. Mm. Um, and I think he'd written quite a bit, but for some reason he just stopped writing. Um, but um, he did a script for us, which was really good. Oh, um, he's he's got a very distinctive style, though, so we had to like we had to be quite well, sort yeah. of, like strict with him. Um, but, um, I like it when in a series you can uh, see sli- uh, slight kind slight of variations yeah. for who's writing each one, yeah. um, and uh, and it kind of you know piques your interest as to who yeah. you know who's behind yeah. that. It's like you know the Steve Buscemi episode. Yeah, and you, you, sort of go, you go, oh, that episode was really good, and then you look at the writing credit, oh, yeah. and it'd be someone like yeah. pretty, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. say. Hmm. Um, so, so anybody getting into writing right now, would you say? Um, I mean, what 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 sort of things would you guys be looking for if you were in the position of trying to find new people? Um, well, I mean, Do you say people need to read, or you know, or, or, or if people are sort of planning on getting into writing like a few years from now like what what is it that they would uh, I don't know because you you kind of we've both found it through our own experiences right. and by mm. accident really it's um, I, I, I never wanted to be a writer mm. um, I think Ben originally wanted to be a director mm. well uh, director writer sort of yeah. well um, <laughs> but I I yeah, I just, I, I just kind of felt. I mean, I the first um, course I did after I finished school was in fashion, um, and you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, so um, that per- I'm not that person. You know, I'm not. I don't, I don't have any sort of involvement in fashion, particularly fashionable or anything. Um, but um, you know, I just, I went through that course. I really enjoyed the history of art part of it. Um, which was, uh, you know, we we write essays, and um, my lecturer quite liked the essays that I wrote. Mm. Um, I didn't think much about it, and then when we were at university, um, I just I, I wrote loads of little ideas, but I never really um, sort of got anywhere. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't get to do the film, but I kept writing ideas, and then after mm. I finished, I tried to write a book, and um, so it, it came it came about in a really sort of 
but mm. I think everyone everyone's everyone, good different ways. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got their own journey really, yeah. and um, I'd I'd I mean I'd say read lots, yeah, because the more the more diverse the writers are that you read, um, the more ideas you know um, different um, ways of looking at things you can do you guys find, find that you read less now uh, that the internet is a thing anyway it's one of those things where you think you think I haven't read much and you think well I've spent all day reading it's just been Facebook on the, yeah <laughs> it's just been misinformation exactly yeah exactly slander <laughs> awesome. um, but yeah I try I tried to take a book to bed with me you know no, 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 sexy way, just, <laughs> it's just I try to read. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to have my sleep more than anything, just not right. to not to yeah. bore my mind, just to actually yeah. send me to sleep. Insomnia's yeah. gotta be quite good for that actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Like, sort of stay up. Quite often one of us is sort of reading when they're all snowing their head off and dribbling off the pillow, which mm. is quite reassuring. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I try and I do try and fit in a bit of reading that way. But as you say, I, I you find that you don't read as I don't read as much as mm. uh, I've actually just bought an armchair on the hope that it might force me to sit <laughs> get in a, and get read. A fire in, yeah, built in the wall. I've got some slippers and an armchair and, and a, a wash bag. And a wash bag. And a the wash bag's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I remember going to like this networking thing. I can't remember if you came along to it. It was a skill set thing, and we were we had this guy that was an expert in networking. And he said, <laughs> he, it was really bizarre, like, you had to go around, like, there were two circles of people, you had to, um, they had to face each other, and you move around every 90 seconds, and talk to a different person, you weren't allowed to talk about animation. Um, Speed dating. You yeah, weren't allowed to talk about You weren't allowed to talk about animation, because um, that was obviously what everyone was there for, right. so you had to find a different way of talking to people, because mm-hmm. obviously when you, get, when you are networking, um, you know, not, people don't always want to talk about their job, mm. they want to talk about other mm. things. Um, that crippling emotional crisis. <laughs> I, I love the fact, the idea of someone who is so good at networking, he just sort of goes to networking events to teach networking. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know that you're good. It's like careers counsellors, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, if you're so good at finding a job, <laughs> yeah, you're you... a fucking careers counsellor. I had, this was, well, this is slightly not as cool, even worse than that. I was, I remember when I was signing on, I had to, like, the job seekers make you go on all these different kind of, um, I don't know, like, you have to go to something, you know, just to say, that you're trying to mm. better yourself to get a job. And I remember again having to go to a talk for someone whose job it was to teach you how to um, write a CV. Mm. And he, he was explaining that he was on Job Seekers for a long time and he got really good at writing CVs. <laughs> so he ended up getting a job teaching other people how to write CVs. <laughs> That's amazing. I thought that was the most incredible paradox. <laughs> Did he put that on his CV? Yeah. Well, oh, gosh. <laughs> I think the world would have exploded if that happened. Um, but yeah, this guy, yeah. I just mm. finished off this mm. guy, the point was the guy, um, he said to um, to read things you would normally read, like um, get a magazine on fishing or, um, mm. you know, read a book about aviation or something like that. Is that how you knew that fact about the fish could, that could wake up? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a, a reason, a way of waking up. I just, I, I, absorb, I absorb sort of silly facts. Like the last private resident of 10 Downing Street was called Mr. Chicken. 
Mr. Chicken. Really? Mr. Wow, Chicken. when was that? Uh, I, don't, I think it was in like the 18th century or the 19th century. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you bring these facts out at networking events? I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every 90 seconds. <laughs> it's a new fact. It's a new fact. Well, you've, you've got to speak to someone every 90 seconds, you've got to have a lot of good facts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've just got one like kind of little topic to talk about. Is um, we, we were speaking to someone who was a writer on a series before a game, and... He was talking about how he's, the show they were doing now, I think it's in the third series, and only now they're kind of coming into the business model of where they're uh, starting to merchandise and where they're going to start making money off the show. Mm. And I was wondering if that's kind of like, the, you know, what the kind of business model for Sarah and Duck is. Is, is it like a profitable show now or are you sort of, because you've only just started entering into the merchandise world, yeah. right? Yeah. Books and... I mean, the, the guy that runs Carrot, he um, has shares and previously, I don't know if he ran the company or he just was a shareholder, mm. um, board of directors or whatever, um, with a um, toy company. Okay. And they made the Racing Grannies, I don't know if you ever saw them, they're just like no. these novelty toys uh, no. and some other things. Um, but, um, so he was always aware of getting into toys. Uh, and when we were pitching it to people, they said at the beginning, like that Sarah character design, they said um, she, they said she needed uh, feeding up a bit, right. that she was too skinny, uh, oh, right. and like kind of wonky the way I drawn her, because she was quite the way I drew, drawn her originally were quite comicky, um, and so I I I had to develop her in a way that made her more toyetic. Right. Um, Whereas, learned a new word today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that, a, is a, that actually a word? I, I think it's it might be just for the toy industry. That, yeah, yeah, universe. Oh, so you, you sort of designed it with the in mind of with, being. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, because that's where they were aiming it for. I mean, initially when I first came up with the show, mm. I, I had it in mind as a kind of indie type um, show. Mm. Um, and then the guys were like, we're going to pitch this as a preschool series. Mm. And I was actually a bit disappointed to begin with. Oh, really? Because I was quite into, you know, alternative stuff. Oh. And, uh, and But then, you know, I made it the way we have and, and it's nice and other people are aware of it. Um, mm. When you still get people in animation, you, they ask you, like, what do you do? And, I, and you say, well, like, Sarah and Duck. And they're like, what's that? Like, mm. you know, it, you know, they, they're but, so you're, but you're a superstar well. among six to seven year olds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, parents following me on Twitter. Right, just to be careful. Yeah, there's people with yeah. the money, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, is it is is that something that's going to be developed further now? Like, uh, is it, are you going to try and release more books? Um, well, the the books we've released so far, they are just TV spin-offs. Oh, okay, right. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything more happening with that unless they. I mean, the, the most they'll di diverse, diversify is if they do pop up books or something like that. Right, okay. um, uh, they do, they're doing audio books as well, but it is just like you get um, the the artwork from the background, uh, the artwork from the show, like the backgrounds and the yeah. characters, and pose them. Uh, I'll go over them and make sure they don't look too clip art, mm. and like just. Um, change the composition to make it mm. fit more on the page. Yeah. Um, and there are some bits, like in the first book, um, where you have sequences, um, like multiple sequences, almost like a comic. Mm. Um, so it works better, because it works better in book format. Yeah. 
Um, so there are things that get changed, but it is basically just episode by episode. Um, so um, and that that was a deal done with BBC Worldwide, who have connections with Puffin at Penguin. Okay. So um, when we made the deal with BBC Worldwide. Mm. Um, they went to Puffin and Puffin agreed to do the books and then the money that Puffin paid for it went straight to BBC Worldwide right. as a recoup for oh, so the investment. so you lot don't see any profit? So we that. don't see any profit. Really? Well, we won't see any profit, basically. All Until the they investors, recoup their debt. Yeah, all the investors we have, like we have um, a couple of private investors as well, and all the money that um, they've invested, um, they recoup first. And then um, once that's all out of the way, then the money that comes in gets split um, between right. all the people that have shares. And is that, and will they then keep their shares? Or yeah. they, yeah. okay. Yeah, so uh, they, in the long term, I mean, because that's, that's why they invest in the first place is that they, right. have, so, uh, the, the, they, recoup the, they recoup the money and then they make money mm. out of it. And um, hopefully for a while. And are you guys getting close to that kind of, uh, well, I think they, they mentioned something about next year that we might okay. start seeing something, but I think it's going to be very small. Um, I think because uh, they're rolling out the toys very slowly, like at the mm. moment there's only like, there's two little uh, bee toys. Yeah, they're like, yeah, so it's just dark. Dark translates really well, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Sarah's, yeah, it's not Yeah, it's all right. right. But I think just the design of Duck, he's just a kind of, he's got a kind of square head. and He's mm. very, he's cuddly though in the show. Yeah, yeah. Really, um, but are you guys going to do like pencil cases and yeah, rucksacks? Pajamas and pajamas. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're doing, they're doing like um, uh, pajamas and oh, duvet covers. I've already got my drums. Have you? Get a onesie. Yeah, yeah. Dark onesie. Well, we actually, the the lady that's uh, involved with the merchandise, um, she also works on Doctor Who. Ah. And we got free uh, TARDIS onesies. That's what I work in. I write all the episodes. I was about to say, you guys don't have to leave home, so pajamas are probably quite useful. I was actually wearing my pajamas before you guys came, and I thought I should probably... Wearing your Sarah and Duck yeah. official commemorative yeah. yeah. <laughs> We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. It's been, uh, Thank yeah, you. thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. It's been great. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs>